Thank you for listening to Bakersfield Observe, the podcast with Richard Bean. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Centric Healthcare and King Door Company. Welcome to Bakersfield Observe with Richard Bean, a podcast for and about Bakersfield and Kern County. Richard's guests are newsmakers, influencers, and personalities who address topics of interest to you and your neighbors and your community. The discussion is fast, informative, and always civil. Now, here's your host, Richard Bean. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Bakersfield Observe podcast. We record it right here at the American General Media offices off California Avenue and Highway 99 in downtown Bakersfield. This podcast airs weekly, and it complements the work of the Bakersfield Observe blog. You can access this podcast via Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also access it on kernradio.com. Today, we turn our attention to politics, and we start with a young man who grew up here in Bakersfield, but now lives in Austin, Texas, where he is running for a seat in the Texas State House. Rob McCarthy is our guest. He is the son of Rob and Judy McCarthy, no relation to Kevin McCarthy, although there is a deep connection there, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Rob McCarthy grew up in Southwest Bakersfield. He graduated from Garces Memorial High School and later the University of Southern California, where he also earned an MBA. Rob spent time working for Congressman Kevin McCarthy, where he learned the ropes of politics on the local level and created lots of lasting contacts. Rob also worked in, the, in business development in the family company and education educational software company called Lightspeed Systems, and he was with Lightspeed when the family moved the business to Austin a number of years ago. He is married, he has a daughter, lives in Austin, Texas with his wife Sydney, and he's running for District 47 of the Texas State House. Welcome to the show. Rob McCarthy, how are you? Great, Richard. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. I'm doing terrific. By uh, uh, by some background here, Rob and I know each other. In fact, we grew up, uh, well, he grew up uh, across the street from uh, me back in the day in Southwest Bakersfield. I'm proud to call Rob a friend and an acquaintance, and his parents are deep, deep friends of mine. Rob, let's start by going back to your younger days before uh, before all this started, where did you get the political bug? Was it working for Kevin McCarthy? Talk to me some about your early influences in politics. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess my my first job uh, in, in politics was uh, as an intern uh, for uh, Assemblyman Kevin McCarthy uh, in his uh, you know in, in his district office in Bakersfield. Um, and that, that was really where, you know, where I got, got the exposure and, uh, and, and the first interest in it. And what drew, drew it, uh, to you? What, what was it about, uh, uh you know, politics or, uh, certainly the Republican brand that drew, drew it to you? Um, well, it, it was, it, it was neat seeing, uh, you know, just how, government process and just all of the kind of all of the different uh different agencies just affect so many different uh different aspects of life um and uh 
really the and I mean what what drew me to uh, Republican politics specifically, um, you know, it's just I've I've always been drawn, I guess. I mean, just with with how I was raised. I mean, just supporting you know fiscal responsibility, uh, individual freedom. Um, you know, it's it's people think I'm joking when I when I say this, uh, but you know the way I, I used to hear my dad talk, uh, you know, growing up, I, I honestly thought Democrat was a bear word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you work for the family company. As a matter of fact, you lived in uh, Sydney, Australia, uh, for yeah. for a while. How did? How did your global travels and as an international resident, how, how did that affect your view of either American politics or America's role in the world, or did it? Um, I mean, it really, it really didn't change my view any. Uh, being in uh, living in Australia, um, you know, Australia is very similar to to the United States. Um, much more, uh, much more left. Uh, certainly, um, both of their parties are, are, you know, probably to the left of, you know, both of our parties. Um, but uh, you know, you really get to get to see kind of the the extreme example of uh, of liberal policies uh, in in Australia. They have a a very very high minimum wage, um, very high. Uh, import fees um so every every product there just the cost of living there is 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 crazy expensive um every uh every product there is is about 40 percent more expensive than than what it would be in, in the united states um and people were uh you know people were blown blown away by this so my my apartment in sydney was uh 617 uh square feet um, and I paid uh, over twenty eight hundred uh, U.S. dollars a Ooh. month. Oh, okay. yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. And and every every Australian who saw my apartment could not believe how cheap it was. What a good deal I got! Oh. How, how 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 did you get such a good deal? And I and and really, I, I just lucked lucked into it because uh, there was I had to buy get a a furnished apartment, and there just weren't that many of them. And uh, also with uh, kind of some of the banking rules there, I, I had a hard time uh, getting set up. And I actually lost out on two apartments because I had you know, no money to make a deposit. So I, I really I, I ended up in the apartment I, I was in uh, purely by by luck. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you, 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 you moved to Texas. Uh, how, long, how long have you been in Texas now? Uh, almost. Uh, it's almost six years. Wow, wow. Now, you're running against an incumbent, a Democrat named Vicki Goodwin. That's for the 47th, yeah. I believe. She's a Democrat. Why her and why now? Um, well, in uh, we just had uh, redistricting here. Um, and uh, so this district has only existed uh, for about six weeks. And so it's... But it's uh, it's a redrawing of, uh, of of the way the way they were the last time. The district's actually much less uh, Republican now. Um, so this this seat, uh, the forty seventh district, was one of the twelve seats 
that the Democrats picked up in the uh, 2018 election on oh, the uh, okay. Beto O'Rourke wave, if you remember that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, kind of their, their big thesis, uh, you know, going forward on that was, OK, well, now we're going to pick up nine more seats in the 2020 election. And, uh, you know, then we're going to be a part of the process in redistricting. And, you know, so it turned out in the 2020 election, they picked up uh, of the nine seats they needed, they picked up zero. Um, so they're, they're not, you know, they're not any closer to taking, uh, the majority. And, uh, Vicki Goodwin is not someone who's, uh, representative of the district. Um, she's, uh, introducing, uh, just, liberal policies it, it she presents them as as new ideas but it's you know i i used to work at the uh the california state capitol um so i was an assembly fellow uh in uh gene fuller's office uh mm-hmm. when she first went to the assembly mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of the stuff vicky goodwin's introducing it's oh yeah it's this new idea no 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 that's that's california policy you know this all all this stuff that you know that she's throwing out about you know expanding government services mm-hmm. and increasing costs and bringing in an income tax to the state and it's you know no 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 this is you know what what you're doing isn't you know is, isn't a, a new idea this is you know this is California put in in Texas and so um you know i i had i had worked uh you know, as a, as a volunteer, you know, I, I started uh, a uh, the Austin Young Republicans chapter here uh, three years ago. Uh, we're now the fifth largest uh, Young Republicans chapter in the United States. Um, and uh, we we had focused on, uh, one, being a relevant Republican organization and two, getting Republicans kind of back on the map here in uh, in Travis County Um and with redistricting, the way this, the things were done, uh, the lines were such that uh, no Republican was even going to run uh, against her. Oh. Um, so that that was what uh, what motivated me to do it. Um, and uh, so in uh, in the, in the previous election uh, two years ago, uh, there were five Republicans uh, that got into the primary um, to go you know, with the goal of going up against Vicki Goodwin and unseating her in 2020. Um, and uh, the primary did actually turned uh, pretty nasty when they were uh, attacking one another. Um, and so I, part of me was concerned that would happen again this time. Um, but uh, I think partly because uh, the lines have changed and it's, it's not as, as, uh, it's not as friendly of a district as it once was. Um, and two, because of how, uh, how really bloody it got before, I think that made people not really want to get involved. Um, so now I'm, I'm the only Republican, uh, who's running. Um, and so it was, uh, the filing period was open from, uh, November 13th, uh, to December 13th. So it's now closed. So the only way, uh, someone else could get in would be, uh, a writing campaign for the primary, um, and I I don't expect that that will happen. Okay, so it looks like it's just just you and the incumbent. Uh, right, uh, R- Rob, did you consult with uh, Congressman McCarthy about this? I mean, you worked for him for many years. Your families are 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 friends. It would seem natural to me that you might give him a buzz and you go, "Hey, K Mac, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think?" Did you consult with him or any other? Uh, people about what you're thinking about? 
Um, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't consult with him. Uh, that uh, you know, in in retrospect, maybe I should have. Uh, you know, when, when I did it, he he did call and was was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just very uh, very nice. Uh, you know, very very helpful. But uh, you know, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't ask it, uh, ahead of time. And honestly, everyone who I've I've talked to about the race, I mean, they. They're uh, they're encouraging, uh, kind of an oh okay, well you know good good for you, good job. Uh, <laughs> some you know some have thought I'm a little crazy that uh, that that I'm going into this seat, but it is uh, it, it, it's certainly the best uh, Republican pickup opportunity in Travis County. Okay, and you're you're painting a picture of Travis County as you know, particularly after the uh, the the Beto election or whatever. Uh, as a really blue spot is is that accurate has austin gone near damn near permanently democratic in some ways with the exception of your seat of course you you understand what i mean but uh austin seems to be the blue the bright blue spot in a bright red state is that accurate uh yeah that's that that's that's pretty accurate um so it's uh if you look at um, like in uh, so they did uh, the it was in the Texas Tribune when they were doing an article about uh, about the, the redistricting and kind of the, the new districts that, that were drawn uh, six weeks ago. They did uh, they they gave kind of a, a predicted outcome on on the districts. Uh, based on uh, based on the 2020 election results, because they can go down to the precinct level and then look at, uh, you know, look at how they voted, then just kind of redraw the line. So it's something if they have a computer, it's something that, you know, that, that you could do very, 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 very quickly. If you have the program, it's with publicly available information. So if you had several hours, you know, anyone themselves could compile it. But uh, I mean, based on on that, I mean, with with downtown Austin itself, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think Biden beat Trump by, you know, 40, 50 points. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's not a, it, it's not close by any means. Um, you know, and one, uh, you know, if you hear, uh, sometimes you, when you hear talk about Texas, you hear about uh, the Texas Triangle. Uh, so that refers to uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of, of course, Austin is, uh, is within that triangle. So that, that triangle that makes up about uh, 10% of the land of Texas uh, is about 70% of the population. Oh boy! Uh, so yeah, so in those those cities themselves uh, are are very liberal, um, you know, and, and vote heavily Democratic, uh, and and the rest, you know, the rest of the state, uh, you know, is is voting very conservative. But if like in uh, there's uh, you know, there's 300 something uh, counties in Texas, and uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz beat Beto O'Rourke by uh, like two and a half percentage points, and I think Beto only won uh, was like 17 or 18 counties. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Got it. You know, but 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 he won Travis County, Harris County, Dallas mm-hmm. County. You know, he won the big one. Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, R- R- Rob, as I'm curious about this, uh, sitting where 
where I do in Bakersfield, there's there's always lots of talk about Californians leaving the state and going to Texas or Idaho or Arizona or or, or Oregon or Washington. And along with that comes word like, oh, nobody wants to see these Californians move in because uh, they raise the, you know, not only do the uh, housing prices increase, but they bring a lot of, they complain about the politics of their home state, and yet they bring those thoughts with them, and they start to change the conservative nature of the states they're in. As a Californian who relocated to Texas, have you found yourself uh, a, a recipient of criticism because of that, or have you, or it has has it been a has it been a positive that and that you can point out like, hey guys, look where look where I can't. Let's talk about what my governor, my former governor Gavin Newsom, is doing. How does that play out there? Yeah, um, there's there is certainly some of that. Um, you know, and it, it is it is it's the stereotype. You know, certainly people say, oh, you know, don't don't try to California my Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, if, if you look at uh, exit polling, uh, the people who moved uh, from out of state are actually more uh, reliably Republican uh, than native-born Texans. Um, but there are there are still those examples. I mean, there are, uh, you know, I've got I've got neighbors from uh, you know from San Francisco who are you know, who are the, the stereotype, the, you know, the voting, the voting stereotype. It's, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm, you know, we, I, I vote democratic cause you know, I, I think there, there needs to be, you know, these, these additional environmental standards. And I, I think, you know, I, I believe in, you know, that, it, oh, and anyone who, you know, want, wants to move to Texas should be able to, and the government should provide housing for anyone who needs it. And I, I support all these things and, blah, 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 blah. And then, okay, well, and then, okay, what, well, why, why did you, why did you leave San Francisco? I, right. I don't understand. It seems like you had everything you wanted. Well, you know, I had to leave because the cost of living there was just too high. And it's like, <laughs> well, it, what, what are you doing? I mean, do you, do you listen? And it's the, so the, the problem, like I, I can't, you know, grab them by the shirt and shake them because I mean, that, that's the kind of person that, you know, that, that now I'm, I'm trying to get to vote for me. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, so, and, uh, so that's, you know, so it's, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a, you know, a polite way to articulate, well, why don't, you know, why maybe there's another option for. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rob, t- tell us uh, t- for a message for those back home who might be listening to this, tell us some of the things that you were pleasantly surprised with in Texas, people will cite, uh, for example, you know, you move to Tennessee or Georgia and you get a license plate, a license plate for $25, things like that. Uh, Can you name some things in Texas that you think, boy, California missed the boat because things are much simpler and cheaper here? Um, certainly the, uh, like getting a driver's license, like any, any interaction with, uh, you know, with, with a government agency, it's easier. You know, any, like when I, uh, you know, when I, when I first moved here, like you, you have to, you know, you got to re-register your vehicle, get a new driver's license. And, 
that 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 process was really easy and it's like I, I was I was dreading it and it ended up uh being very very simple um I mean my uh I mean I know that uh now I I know you know my my wife went through a lot of a uh, lot of stuff uh you know getting her her name changed uh you know what when we got married um but you know things like that I, I think that's difficult anywhere I yeah, right. I can't speak to whether that's more or less difficult uh <laughs> Here, uh, it just it, it seems seemed re- seemed pretty hard here. So I don't I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's the same everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, I mean, just yeah, ease of ease of accessing uh, government services um, and uh, traffic. Oh my god! I mean, people people think traffic's bad here, and it's funny that I like I, I get spoiled and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll complain about, uh, you know, traffic in Austin. And then I just, you know, think back, wait a second, you know, I used to live in Los Angeles. That's yeah. way worse. Right, <laughs> right, right. Hey, Rob, what are going to be the issues in the 47th? Are there issues specific to your Austin area district or are they more specific to the incumbent's view of how the world should be run? Um. Well, there are there are some some pretty specific uh, local issues uh, that that I'm gonna that I'm gonna focus on, um, and I I think I you know I, I anticipate that she's gonna try and, and make it kind of a, a state issue, and then probably you know she'll try to make it a state issues raise, and then I, I think certainly um, you know it'll be. Kind of national will come into it, uh, you know, just as it does uh, in a midterm election. So, kind of the the local issues um, we had. Uh, so we had we had an issue here with um, the uh, the Austin City Council removed uh, a ban on uh, on homeless camping, mm-hmm. um, and so we had uh, we really had an explosion of uh, of that in the city and kind of the the crime that went along with it, um, and so we. Uh, you know, there was a, a ballot measure uh, that was passed uh, to get rid of that. Um, and so that's that started to phase out. But that that's still present. Um, and then we had uh, another ballot measure. Uh, you know, Austin City Council kind of jumped on the national bandwagon of uh, defund the police. Wow. Um, and so we had uh, we had a, another local ballot measure uh, to put our, uh, our police funding uh, back at uh you know, kind of a more uh, appropriate level, given uh, you know the city of our size, putting mm-hmm. putting police staffing at you know at kind of a nationally accepted standard, um, and so that ballot measure actually didn't pass. Um, but if you look at uh, the the precinct by precinct results uh, within uh, the forty seventh district, w- within the the precincts that are that are in the city of Austin that are within the forty seventh district. It, it did pass and was a, you know, what was a pretty highly supported issue there. And so, uh, and Vicki Goodwin is, uh, you know, opposed to that and opposed to uh, the homeless campaign. She's very, you know, public about that opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so where, uh, where I think she's going to try to make it, uh, you know, a, a state issue is, uh, you know, I think that she's going to focus on, uh, you know, the things that, you know, that she's trying to do that she can't get uh, referred out of committee, which, you know, that's, 
you know, that that's not going to change without Democrats taking the majority, which, as we discussed, is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think she's going to try and tag me with, uh, you know, everything that's, uh, you know, it's negative about uh, Donald Trump and Greg Abbott. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I I really don't think that's going to work. Um, you know, I think this is a this is a district that. Uh, you know, was supportive of, uh, you know, of previous uh, Republican nominees. And I think it's it's kind of drifted away a bit. But I think, uh, you know, now that we're in, in uh, you know, the Biden administration in the first mid- midterm there, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a much different story. And so I think, uh, you know, I, I personally, I think I'm going to win. I think the, um, you know, I think the, you know, probably a lot of, you know, political forecasters would say, you know, w- would say that I'm crazy. But, you know, that's I guess we'll see that. Yeah, you know, right. that, that's what that's what's nice about elections. You know, I mean, everyone can say, you know, what what they think is going to happen. But, you know, when, in November, we're going to we're going to find out. So, yeah, yeah. What is it? What uh, how expensive is, is it to run a a campaign like this in in the the Austin suburbs. I mean, how much money are you going to have to raise? And are you and have you probably haven't done that before? Have you? How, how do you feel about going out and asking for money? Um. Yeah. You, no. You, you're you're absolutely right. No, I, I haven't done that before. I I have. Uh, I so I, I worked as the finance director uh, for a, a congressional candidate in the twenty twenty the twenty ten uh, midterm election. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been, uh, involved on it, uh, in that way. Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it looks like I'm going to, I'm going to need to, to raise about half a million dollars. Mm. So it's, mm. yeah, it's, wow. uh, it, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And what is the breakdown on registered voters in district 47 Republican to Democrat? Um, well, because it's, uh, so because the lines have, have just changed, like I, I don't have, uh, like they, they haven't provided that information okay. yet. Um, and so that's where, you know, we're kind of going back to that, you know, the voting results on, uh, on previous elections. And if you look at that for, uh, you know, for the last one, it, it, it looks, it looks pretty bad. It, you know, it's a, it's a double digit advantage for, oh uh, for yeah. a Democrat. But, uh, you know, that's, um, you know, things, things change a lot. You know, if you look at, um, you know, did you, did you look at what, at what happened in, uh, in, in Virginia, New Jersey? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so in, so in Virginia, um, you know, in Virginia, the, um, you know, Glenn Youngkin won, uh, you know, obviously, so that, that's the one that, that's gotten the attention. Um, but, you know, Jack Citarelli did, a you know, did an amazing job as well. So if you look at, you know, kind of the, the swing there, you know, so Glenn Youngkin, uh, Glenn Youngkin won by two points. And so Biden beat Trump in Virginia by 10. Mm-hmm. So you look at it like on the surface, you go, okay, well, that's a, that's a 12 percentage point swing. But then if you look, if you look deeper, you know, you go down, you look at, at the at the legislative districts, you know, at the in the Virginia State House districts, uh, you know, or even down to, you know, precinct level level detail, which, you know, is the level of detail I've, I've had to go on on this district. You can see that there were some uh, 
there were there were some uh, House districts uh, within Virginia that didn't move at all mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that stayed stayed right, you know, right where they had been. And mm-hmm. there were other districts that moved by, you know, 20, 25 wow. points. And, you know, and those districts were the districts in the suburbs. And the same thing was true in New Jersey. And New Jersey didn't get uh, as much attention, uh, you know, just because there's so much focus on, you know, on who wins, who loses, um, you know. But uh, in Jack Citarelli's case, it was a a 13 percentage point uh, swing from Biden. And and is that dissatisfaction or disappointment with the Biden administration or worried about his mental acuity or his policies or what do you attribute that to um it's it's hard to say i mean there was uh i mean there was so much you know so much of the vote uh you know i think in the 2020 election was against donald trump and it was it wasn't even people voting for joe biden they just didn't like donald trump and so now given another option um you know they'll they'll go they'll go towards that. Mm, so interesting. Is is um is a is immigration a big issue there, and is abortion as big an issue as we is it's made out to be in the national news in Texas? Um. Yes, I, w- I would say both both of those uh, both of those are, are major issues. Um. So that's been uh, the uh, illegal immigration issue. Um. Yeah, it's a huge problem in, in Texas. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, because we're right on the border, and there, uh, there is a, a Governor Abbott uh, is taking a, a taking border security steps, uh, you know, at the state level, um, and so you know, certainly, I, I would I would support that as part of a you know comprehensive, uh, you know, sol- solving the immigration kind of issue. Um, but in, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, in Vicki Goodwin's case, uh, you know, she's very adamant, uh, against that. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's much more of a, you know, okay, no, there, there should be no effort on security. Anyone who wants to come here should be able to come here. And, you know, it's just anybody who, you know, it's, you know, you take one economics class, you just understand that 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 isn't possible. I mean, it's not possible that we make, you know, Texas the the place where, you know, anyone in the world who's unsatisfied with, you know, their current living conditions gets to, you know, gets to move and have, you know, government housing, government education. And it's just it's not a sustainable solution. Right. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to run out of time here. I want to get a couple uh, more questions in. Do you, Rob, do you expect support and i don't know how this works maybe 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 it's just the answer quick answer is yes but what what level of support will you get from the state republican party and will there be any support at all from the national party is that is is that is that normal to go down to a uh, a state house uh campaign um i i no i i don't i don't I don't think a national party would. Um, and for, for the state party to, to do it, I'm going to have to demonstrate uh, viability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to show it's, you know, it's kind of a, a catch 22 because, you know, I, I have to, you know, I, I, I have to have money to be able to show that I have an ability to win. 
And I have to show that I have an ability to win to be able to get money. So yeah, there is kind of, uh, (laughs) you know, it it is kind of, kind of strange there. Uh, But one, so one thing that that's interesting, what what was encouraging to me, um, and it was something that obviously that I was encouraged by, but that nobody else, either no one else saw or no one else thinks is a, a valid idea. Um, but it's that um, this is really the only uh, this is far and away the best Republican pickup opportunity uh, in Travis County. Um, and with uh, with the way that uh, the redistricting was done for for the one all 150 seats, uh, there are uh, there are far fewer uh, competitive districts uh, than there were. Um, so it's you know, so the idea my, my thinking is, you know, once the the primary season ends, uh, which I guess in will be in May, because so many of the districts have multiple candidates in them and anyone who doesn't get a majority, it goes to a, a runoff. So the first round will be in March and then the, the second is in May. Uh, and so then after that time, uh, they'll have candidates and uh, many of them will be uh, such safe seats that uh, the you know, the candidate won't even won't really even need any funding for the general election. They just kind of have to just put their name on the ballot and they're yeah, going to win. And right. so because of that, uh, you know, there's not going to be that that many competitive races. If I if I can demonstrate viability, I can show, you know, show myself as, you know, as a pickup opportunity. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I can get some, uh, you know, I can get some help from the state party at that point. Right, right. Uh, Rob, are you, are you, has, has your opponent attempted to paint you as a, uh, a Trump supporter, uh, a, 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 a young Republican who, uh, 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 who, who believes in what happened at, at January 6th or, or I mean, have they, have they tried I mean, how much at the local level do national politics play into it? That's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, there's, I think that's an easy method of attack when you say, Oh, there, there's a, there's a Republican. Yeah. That's a, you know, he's a Trump clone. I, I think that's that, you know, that would probably be what, uh, you know, what she would default to and it would, it would probably be that she'll do that if, you know, if I, again, you know, if, if I've demonstrated viability and if there's if she has polling that, that says, oh, actually, this, you know, this, this Rob McCarthy guy is kind of a threat. You know, I, I've got to I've got to go after him. I'll uh, you know what? I'll call him. Donald yeah, Trump. right, 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 right. All right. Well, a, a couple questions here. We'll, we'll wrap this thing up. We're talking to Rob sure. McCarthy running for District 47 in the Texas House. He's a former uh, resident of Bakersfield, the son of Rob and Judy McCarthy. No relation to Kevin McCarthy, although Rob did work for Kevin uh, both in the Assembly and when he was a, a congressman. A couple of predictions here, uh, Rob. You already predicted that you're going to win your race. The 2022 midterms, what do you expect? Oh, certainly Republicans are going to take take the majority in the House. That's a easy easy call. Um, K Mac as speaker. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. Twenty twenty four. Let's talk. Will Will Trump run? And if he does, uh, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of variables out here, including uh, Biden's health and will he run and the the age of both of them, but. 
Do you think you think Trump will run again? Uh, you know, it's it's tough to say. Um, I mean, it, everything in the media, uh, you know, I mean, it, it looks like it certainly looks like he is. He, he certainly acts like he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you support uh, him? Uh, yeah, if, if he was the Republican nominee, yeah. Excellent. Okay. All right. Rob McCarthy, everybody. Rob, thank you so much for joining us here on the Bakersfield Observe podcast. This thing will be uh, uh, going live here shortly after we speak. I wish you all the luck. I hope you give your lovely wife and your daughter my best and, of course, your folks as well. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Richard. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Rob McCarthy, everybody. Thank you for listening to Bakersfield Observe, the podcast with Richard Bean. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Centric Healthcare and Premier Lighting.